Steve, I'm actually going to start my stopwatch on time today. Get out of here. That's cool. I, I know. Look at us. Going on high look, at us. look at us. I'm sure this show is not going to have any other hitches in it at all whatsoever. Hi, Steve. How are you? Doing, doing good. All right. Good. Good. Uh, this is the Stuff Summer Says podcast with Steve. Steve, we're going to get right into it. We've got a lot to, lot to dissect and discuss and chit chat about and Whatever happens over the next 40 minutes or so happens. You ready? Wonderful. I'm ready. All right. We've got uh, got some Penn State stuff to talk about. Uh, of course, we're going to talk about the College Football National Championship game. Um, and then we're going to talk about the Steelers, the playoffs, and everything related to that's been happening with the NFL because there's a lot of interesting stuff. And you have what you say is a survey for old guy, young guy this week. So I'm I'm interested. I think it's a survey. It's not a quiz. It's a, okay. it's a, it's a yes, no survey. So it's, okay. it's, it's a yes or no survey. Okay. So the yep. yes or no questions. So 50, 50, uh, can't get one wrong. Oh, you're going to get like 90 on this, I think. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. Um, so there's a couple, there's a couple things going on, um, with Penn State football right now. Um, the first that we kind of sort of maybe glanced over, but we'll, we'll briefly discuss, and I'm springing this one on you. Uh, there's a new, uh, there's a new uh, special teams coordinator in town. As Joe Loring went to uh, Oregon, which is apparently he's from Oregon, which I didn't realize, um, and they replaced him with a man named Stacy, um, and I, Stacy Collins. If that's if that is, uh, yes, that's that's his name. Um, so uh, I don't know. Mean anything to you? Can we, or do you just want to skip it? I, it's it's turnover. I don't know that how much that turnover matters at that at that position um, on the staff. I mean, I mean that's the, the. I don't know that it's a huge deal. It's just it's just turnover. But I guess to be expected and filled quickly and doesn't seem like anything huge. It feels like those other things that are probably bigger in terms of turnover. Yeah. It, it, what was weird to me about this whole Joe Laurie thing was like, never really heard from him. Never really did anything. No. I, which I guess is a good thing when you're like, if you if you don't hear about or hear from the special teams coordinator, usually that's a good thing. Well, Not especially. that Penn State didn't have its special team struggles last year, but it just felt weird to me. I, yeah. I don't know. It just did. It felt it felt very much like okay, go ahead and go type thing. Like like oh darn, see ya type thing. I, I don't know why. Back home. You know, maybe headed back home, maybe whatever. Maybe we know we got somebody coming. Maybe this was one of those ones like, well, I, well, you, you couldn't pay me to believe that Manny Diaz's name was, was in a drawer on a list of, of coaches. God forbid if, if something went wrong. But maybe as potential special teams coaches, there was such a list of like, well, if this guy goes, these are other people that could replace him. So it wasn't something big to sweat. I don't know. I don't know. All right. That's all I want to discuss there. Um, <laughs> the, the more pressing issues with Penn State football. Not really issues, but well, one of them is sort of an issue. Uh, but the other one is Noah Kane announced that he is going to graduate transfer today. Well, it was reported yesterday, but it was announced today. Today is when? What's today's date? I don't Thursday. Today's Thursday, right, Steve? Today's hmm. Thursday we're recording this podcast. Um, and I could start the stopwatch, but didn't know what day of the week it was. <laughs> um, and look, like this is a position at Penn State that one of James Franklin's things has been we're going to recruit well and we're going to have a deep backfield and and 
sometimes there's certainly an odd man out with that. And it, I think kind of sort of the way things were looking and heading for Noah Caney kind of sort of is going to fall to be the odd man out. You have, you have Kevon Lee who might, who might go, might stay. You've got Nick Singleton who by all means is supposedly one of the best running backs that Penn state will ever have seen. Um, you've got Kaziah Holmes in there. I think you, I don't, I think you have John Lovitz for one more season as well. Um, so it's definitely a deep room and, and for all intents and purposes, this is exactly why the new transfer portal transfer roles were kind of created that if a kid is, what I like about this is Noah Kane is getting his degree from Penn state. He's already said that, and he's going to go have two years out of eligibility elsewhere. So he's going to get a degree and he's going to have two more basically shots at making the NFL. Um, so to me, I, I feel like people like to sound the alarms when people transfer. This is one of those transfers where I'm just like, good for you. Like you're doing what's best for you. And I think that's what this move was about for him. Yeah. I, I think if you had to bet on who was going to be at the beginning of the year, you know, it probably wasn't him, but coming off the injury and whatever else and, and the way that the playing time shook out. And yeah, I, I don't, I, this one felt like, I mean, the name because of, of where he was early on was like, oh, okay, this guy's transferring, but there's no red flags for me. It's just like, okay, here, there they go, you know? Um, and somebody will step into his place. I feel like, I just feel like with this type of transfer, I, people are very, get very fired up it frustrates me it annoys me because it's like this isn't a this isn't a bad problem to have to have a very fulfilled deep running back room like it's not and it works out well for Penn State and it works out well for Noah Kane and the fact of the matter is it's probably more important that Noah Kane does well you know than maybe Penn State at least from the coaching standpoint's eyes because then it's then you're not like, well, you just sat here and we just wasted your career. Like it, it's, it's kind of one of those like breaking up with you, but it's in it. Like I want you to like go succeed type thing. I don't know. That's the best way to, right. Right. Best way to That's put fair. it. Um, it. So the other thing that I want to discuss about all of this transfer talk, the thing that has been really annoying me lately is player X enters the transfer portal and, and, People on Twitter start being like, coach, this guy's available. This guy's available. Do, do people honestly sit around and think that coaches don't just like, like, don't know this? Like, did, did, like, do they think like they're getting, you're getting their information from your Twitter, Joe, whatever, 42798 on Twitter? No, I don't think they do. But I do think they think, look at me having interaction with whatever. I'm going to tag this person. I'm going to tweet the program. And I think there's a validation of themselves. You know, I mean, just like anything else, everything happens out there publicly on social media. So they can say, Hey, I was, I, you know, I shared my input, I, you know, and it's, it's the only way they, it's, it's the, the way of interactivity anymore. So, you know, it is what it is. Did, did you see, speaking of transfer portal things, did you see the uh, new, or did you see the Charlie Batch tweet? You know, with the Eastern Michigan thing? Yeah. It, for those of you that haven't heard and, and saw this, I thought this was kind of funny. Charlie Batch, former Steelers backup quarterback for almost all of my life, basically, um, for as much as Big Ben has been around, um, tweeted that he would pay 
a million dollars to Caleb Williams for if Caleb Williams would come to Eastern Michigan, which was super fascinating because really a year ago, you wouldn't have been able to do that. Also just the thought of Caleb Williams going to Eastern Michigan (laughs) versus, versus him potentially just going with Lincoln Riley to USC or, or really any other power five school was, was funny to me. Um, But I just thought that was an interesting thing that happened. Well, I, that's just that's one that happened publicly sort of right I don't yeah. know how serious it was or not but that's the thing it's it's the wild west now with all that those opportunities and whatever whatever else that you know where, where nil stuff's going to come into play that people are going to find ways to to compensate players i think wherever they are yeah that's a good that's a good way to look at it like the, this is this the public example of it like that's that's all it was all right anything else you want to discuss on on noah kane nope Good luck for him. Yeah, no, happy for him. I think uh, I, I think he's going to do well. I think he I think he's just somebody that got kind of bitten by the injury bug and could never really shake it. And sometimes that that's that's tougher to do. And you know, I think he'll, I think especially if he ends up at a group of five school, he could really really make a difference somewhere. And I think even at a certain power five schools, he could make a difference. Um, I'm sure. Like I th- I think it, he'll he'll end up somewhere where where we hear about him again for making a positive contribution. I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to the more, I guess, I don't want to say life-changing news of the week, but more interesting news of the week. Steve, every year for the last couple of years, I've decided to give my mother a calendar for Christmas. It's a calendar with our dogs and uh, pictures of the dogs. It's like, and I put her birthday, my birthday, Anna's birthday, you know, other various dates. And I also put Penn State football games in there. Well, now for the, I think, third season in a row, the calendar is messed up. This time, it's only messed up basically two weeks after I gave it to her. Um, so, needless to say, I one of the reasons why I'm not potentially happy about the schedule changes for Penn State football this year. Uh, but in case you missed it, um, Penn State uh, and the Big Ten announced some changes basically due to everything that happened in 2020 when the schedules were wonky. Um, the biggest changes were the bye week adjusted from the uh, from the like the week of the seventh eighth to or or was this week of the seventh and eighth or I'm sorry was the week of the twenty second to the seventh week of the the seventh and eighth in October. Um, Minnesota's the game with Minnesota got switched to October twenty second. Um, Penn State will not play Illinois. Now, I think three times in a row at home, uh, they'll now play Northwestern um, as the other uh, interdivisional opponent this year. And then I think the other switch was just that Michigan State, the Michigan State game is now the last game of the season, as it rightfully should should be, um, because there is no trophy greater than uh, the Land Grant Trophy. Steve, I... Here is uh, here is my conundrum on it. Uh, unfortunately, I know I don't know if I'm invited to the wedding. I hope I think I'm invited to the wedding. I don't know if he's listening, so no pressure. Uh, but my one friend had his weekend, his wedding planned for the bye weekend, and now there's a game that that day. Uh, Penn State friend too. So thoughts and prayers to him as he handles that situation. You said you, this happened with your family, right? This Yeah. Last, last year. I mean, it happened later last year. It mm-hmm. wasn't a January thing last year when they rigged it last year, 
it was in March and we rescheduled what would have been an October wedding, not we, Susan and Danny did all the work, rescheduled the wedding that would have been in October on the bye week and moved it forward to August. And actually everything worked out. And that happened in one day. Like we found out at home on Friday and I'm changing my schedule book, wondering why we're changing stuff. And, and that after post pandemic, it made sense, right? People lost some home games. Maybe they were making up. And, but as I'm changing it, I'm like, Oh, that's the wedding. That's you know, it's so, my problem. so I, I feel for the people that are, that are going through that. Um, I mean, I get it on one level, right? You're, you're balancing out some schedules, changing some stuff. And at the same time, it all shakes out at some point, like over, I guess yeah. it just feels a little reactionary to me. And I'm sure somebody else will tell me, oh, well, Illinois would have had to come here three times. and I don't care. I mean, and they're moving Ohio State later in the season, which now means the whiteout's going to be, you know, Halloween weekend and you don't have Ohio State and Michigan so early in the season and whatever else. So maybe that's good. Um, I'm not, I was really happy before the schedule changed that there wasn't that late November game. Like that, I don't care who it is. I mean, it's fine if it's Michigan State, but now that Thanksgiving weekend or post Thanksgiving weekend, there's that Saturday, we, we weren't having a game. And I'm, you know, that's just one less potentially cold day that I don't have to be out there. So I was glad that that wasn't there. But um, now it's there. Yeah. But and, and now people have, you know, however many eight months to get ready for stuff. So I'm sure that's generally fine unless, you know, you had a wedding on the off day. Here's the thing I was thinking about. I was discussing this when we went to visit some family in Florida. They are UCF season ticket holders um, and the American conference and a lot of other conferences, actually, they don't release their football schedule until like next month at the earliest like usually may sometimes um now you suit know certain games like obviously like you know the iron bowl is always going to be the last weekend of the, the season and, and i think alabama has another game that's predicted i think it's like the third saturday in in, in october or something like that i think they played maybe florida or i forget who, exactly who it is um but it, you know i do think that it's like i think it's not a big deal at the end of the day i i think from the fan perspective i think it can be annoying but you have enough like it's, it's not like it's tomorrow um so i think that's that's fine i think from the like football perspective i think in a lot of ways the schedule the way it, it was versus it is is going to benefit Penn State. Now you get mm -hmm. a, a buy going into Michigan. I think if I remember correctly, maybe the Ohio, uh, maybe the Ohio State and Michigan State games were stacked, or uh, maybe the Michigan and uh, Michigan State games were stacked against uh, on top of each other. So that's a good thing to avoid. Um, there was that one year, a few years ago, and it was like murderer's row. Basically, you got all three of them um back to back to back um and even last year's schedule was was actually you know a little bit rough um in terms of terms of that but you know when you play in the the big 10 east that's that's what you expect what you get it's, it's just going to happen every so often um to me it, it does absolutely nothing in terms of conference opponents with northwestern coming versus illinois it did that did remind me though that I really would like to see the big 10 go back to, to, to eight conference games so that you could see one more semi-interesting opponent that you don't see every single year, or every so many years, even if it's, even if that's, if let's take that Northwestern game and say they're Penn state's playing Villanova, for example, again, at least they're playing, like they're playing a different school that 
you don't get to see very often. Um, you do get conference fatigue, I guess is, is what I'm saying here. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think outside of people having weddings on, on certain days, not a lot, lot to gripe about here. I, th- I think it is kind of is what it is. I don't think we're done either. I think it happens next year too. Like I, I, and oh, yeah, it, I, yeah. I think they're still rejiggering some stuff and it, and it feels like maybe they're going to move to, I mean, we've been spoiled, right? You could know that stuff five years out in some ways, almost what was going on or maybe even more. It wouldn't shock me if, if the MO becomes a little more that, you know, you, you, you know that this is going to happen at a minimum every year, there's probably going to be an adjustment, mm-hmm. right? And, and whether they make it for TV you know, just to get, push a game later, you know, I mean, that was the convenience of this one for for, Penn, for those involved in Penn State. The whiteout goes to Halloween weekend and it's Ohio State. Not that it wasn't going to be Ohio State early in the year, but it just gives a later game to be on TV. Don't the, name that game why as a TV game at eight o'clock. Like when they put out that yeah. early TV schedule, that'll that be on there. Yeah, the, I didn't get a chance to, excuse me, I didn't get a chance to read it. There's an article in The Athletic and it explains that there were like, there was a day where like, a, there were like three or four very big games around the country on the same day as like multiple big 10 games. And they wanted to kind of just spread things out so that like you're saying for, for the TV purposes, um, you know, and that's the one thing we talk about in this. I mean, you've intimated on social media for people who follow you that Purdue game might not be on a Saturday. I, I still don't think that this game is going to happen on a Saturday. Um, I, I genuinely think that that's like, I just, I understand, I can understand why Penn State and Wisconsin was, was a noon, was it, or it was on a Saturday because it was a noon game. You can make it the, the Fox big game of the week because Fox didn't, what, what else does Fox really have to pull from, especially at that point in the year? Um, but for me, like this, not to be one of those guys, well, we're Penn State and you're Purdue, but you're, you're, we're Penn State and you're Purdue. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's a perfect Saturday or a Thursday night game. Like I really do as much as I don't really like the idea of the Thursday night game, the Friday night games haven't been too bad. There's been two of them. I think it was, it was the, uh, it was the Illinois game and then the uh, Maryland game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, certainly, and I know James Franklin and I know the big 10 has basically said Ohio state, Michigan and Penn state will never get Thursday or Friday games. So, you know, I think there's going to be some, some trade off there. I, I don't know. I, I just think that this is still going to be a Thursday game. It, it just makes too much sense for like, I can totally see it being with that. Like the, like they did a few years ago when Ohio state went to Indiana to open the season and they, they sent game day there. And you know what? That's a good problem to have because now you have exposure to your program. You might not have gotten that that weekend because I don't I haven't really looked at the rest of the football schedule for next year yet, but I'm sure that there's a bigger non-conference game that day. Right. No, that's and, that, and that's why they did that. I mean, that's why they gave the Big Ten the flexibility to do the night games. The Big Ten gave itself the flexibility for these Purdue games, for the the Illinois game, for the whatever else. And and I, it doesn't hurt that weekend to be there, you know. And if you're Penn State, it gives you another week before that. It gives you extra time before the first home game. So it, it's kind of like having a half a buy early on too. So yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, Steve, I, I, I think you said you had a story 
about the last oh, time yeah, Penn State right. potentially. So, so the last time Penn game? State, yeah, there was supposed to be a night. Well, there was a night game <laughs> at Illinois, and I was tracking flights. Chicago's a great city, tracking these flights, and I find $125 round trip from State College to Chicago. I'm like, cool. Susan doesn't want to go, so I'm taking Danny. Book these two flights. We go to the beach like the next week and I'm talking about the trip and I'm like, you know what? I better just check the timing on those flights just to make sure, you know, just as I'm getting the stuff down, writing it in my little schedule book. And I looked at them and I thought I was leaving at 6.50 in the morning when I booked the flights on Friday, which would have put us in Chicago at noon. We drive to Champaign. It's wonderful. Turns out it was 6.50 at night. So we arrived at Champaign at like 11. And I'm scrambling then from the beach to try to cancel this, reschedule this flight. And they're like, well, you know, to rechange it, whatever else, it's going to be 300 and some dollars per person. I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. What if I cancel and rebook for the time? Oh, no, that's going to be $400 a person. So we landed at O'Hare, listened to the game on like the phone as we were getting our baggage, and then went and stayed with the cousins and hung out and had a great day in Chicago the next day and never saw a game because we never made it out of the airport in time because apparently I can't tell the difference between a.m. and p.m. And Danny said I was not in charge of any future travel for her. I, I, understandably so. Um, <laughs> yeah. wow, that's a great story. Wow. Um, yeah, that's – I guess double check your times there. I Steve. was so excited. It was like 250 round trip for two people. from. That's why it was so there. cheap. Do that, man. It was bit me in the backside. <laughs> But you said there were other stories. That oh yeah, so that so that story. Um, I'm gonna get in trouble for telling the story, but it's okay. People who, listening. It's just people you who's hurt. Yeah, just you and I. So we flew out. We flew out that morning, uh, or uh, maybe that the, the the actually no, I'm sorry. So we flew out that Thursday right after work, basically, and got out there. Um, our friends Bree and Tommy live. She worked for the Cubs, and and, and at the time and lived literally right by Wrigley. And so we get there Thursday evening and, and Tommy is a Cleveland Browns fan and the Browns were playing, I think the jets on Thursday night football. And it was like, look, we're going to go out to a bar to watch, watch a game. So we said, we'll go along. Well, I maybe had a beer or two. Bree maybe had a beer or two. Tommy and Anna had these like, concoctions i don't i don't I, I, they were like pink lemonade concoctions the next morning we drove to champagne we had to stop three times so somebody could borrow a bathroom um Tommy. no brie or, or, or anna because we drove because we rented a car brie and tommy took a bus trip they got stuck in traffic and also had tommy having to go to the bathroom so, you know, that, it sounds like not like that was a great game. Penn State won that game. That was a yeah. that was a weird game, but it sounds like people have stories about that game because I've heard other stories about that specific Friday night game. So, you know, maybe you go, Steve, maybe we'll get great stories on Thursday night. This I fall. know, I know. Just you know, maybe maybe let me book the flights for you, Steve. I'm inclined to go on a Thursday night, so we'll see. Like, I have you, you ever know. been to West Lafayette? No, it would be on the place. There's no list, but like it would be places we haven't been. I, so we literally went there. Well, we went there, drove overnight, slept in a West Lafayette Walmart parking lot, tried to buy beer at 545, weren't able to buy beer until 6 a.m. 
then went to the game, tailgated, and pretty much drove right back because the game was at, at noon. That was the last time we played there was the game after Penn State beat Ohio State in 2016. I, I, I have no, no clue of like what's there. The only thing that I remember about that game is it was there on the edge of the Eastern time zone, and it was the weekend before or, before or after daylight saving time. So the sun did not come up until almost like <laughs> nine o'clock in the morning that day. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. I, actually, I was in maybe Big Ten wrestling was there one year at the same time as the Big Ten basketball tournament when I was working at the CDT years ago. And I had to go back and forth or something, but I never stayed there. It was like in and out kind of thing, like same way as you. Yeah. So anyways, um, anything else you want to discuss about Penn State? That's that was good. That was a good segment. Nope. Happy to put a bow on it. Okay. Um, moving on. Uh, Steve, when there was a college football national championship game this weekend or week on Monday. Um, I fell asleep because I had three beers because um, it made me sleepy. Um, but Georgia won. Uh, I have a couple friends that went to Georgia, so happy for them. Um, but let's let's discuss this from two two perspectives we're just bringing this one on you the, the first perspective that i want to discuss this from the day and timing of the college football national championship game i hate the fact that the game does not start like this is truly one of those times where you wish you lived in europe because the game does not start supposedly starts at eight but it really doesn't start to like eight seventeen. And by the time we really get rolling, it's like 8.25. So it's basically an 8.30 start, even though it's, it's slotted, told to you as an 8 o'clock start. The other thing that I was thinking about, one of the reasons why I think we're so so tired after this game is because usually there is either a playoff game or this year, which we'll get to this in our next segment, there was a very meaningful NFL game, which is usually the now they're going to be the last NFL game of the season the night before. So you're already tired from that. And then you've got to stay up. It's it just, it, Oh no, by the way, it's on a Monday. Like it just doesn't make sense. I don't know. Do you like the fact that the game first off starts so late, What you have to remember is only seven 30 central time, six 30 mountain time. And then five 30 Western time, Pacific time. Or would you rather see this game played on a Saturday or, and I have another one for you. What about Friday night? Would you watch that game if it was on Friday night? Or do you think that is the reason why it's not on Friday night? Because everybody goes and does stuff on a Friday. Um, I would watch it on any night because it's the college football playoff championship game. Um, I think Saturday would feel neat. It's just that the elbows, the NFL has elbowed its way into that Saturday then at that point, because there are no other games. Um, because it just feels like college football should be played on the Saturday and it is played almost all season on the Saturday. And there's no reason you couldn't do it there. Um, I do think in terms of kick time and I, I actually didn't look at this till now. And I know it's out there. Like the top 10 markets for the game are probably all uh, central or East coast at a minimum. Nobody out West was really watching this game. So I don't know that if that, you know, making it more convenient for the people in those time, the time zones that watch it, you know, might help seven o'clock get you into prime time. Maybe it's seven to seven thirty kick, but that, that's not going to change. Like this is the time it's going to be. 
maybe the day of the week changes at some point if they get to 12 teams and and figure out that it can fall on the Saturday of and it won't do that. I mean, because if you have 12 teams, the, the Saturday that's going to push you to is when the NFL season is winding down and they're there unless they say, forget it, NFL, this is where we're going to go. And they're not going to do that because ESPN is going to say, here, we have Monday night for you. Stop trying to, to fight with the NFL. We have Monday night for you. So I, I think it's here. Um, I stayed up and watched most of it. Um, happy for Georgia. Could have been just as happy for Alabama. I mean, just because our experience down there a decade ago with that trip, they were just wonderful. And O'Brien's the coordinator, so it would have been nice for him to have a ring and whatever else. But it was a compelling game. Um, but I think it's going to be on Monday at, at this time going forward for a bit. The, the second thing that I, I want to discuss with this game is – I, I believe when I looked at the ratings the other day, it wasn't the lowest rated. Um, it was maybe like the second or third lowest rated. Um, I think last year's was the lowest rated with because of the COVID year, but everybody else's viewing numbers were down during the, the COVID year. Um, not that we're still not in a COVID year. Hell, we've been in COVID years for the last three years now or two years now. Um, but here is what I'm starting to wonder. Are we are we hitting a point where college football is no longer a national sport? And by that, I mean, is this pretty much just a regional game that like everybody else, it's like, it's just the South thing. Or do you think that's being overblown? Like that's, that was a lot of talk and fodder this week. So I, I just wanted to discuss that with you. I don't, I don't know that it's being overblown because it, it's, it's factual. That's, that's who's right. been there. And I also don't think, expanding the playoff is going to change that if anything barring some fluky injuries it's going to be these kind of teams that are that are there you know maybe a big 10 team slips in but i think what happens if you go to 12 there's maybe an early round upset oh cincinnati beat somebody they shouldn't have or whatever else but by the time it's kind of like the ncaa tournament everybody loves the first few rounds because you get cinderella but they want to watch the 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 major teams at the end it just so happens the major teams are all in the southeast that's where the investment is that's where the competition is that's where the money is um uh, that's what's interesting about lincoln riley to, to to usc you know can usc in a big market like that where they'll have name image likeness money and players are following him can a program like that m make it more of a national sport again um but even traditionally you know large market teams aren't traditionally as good at college football right. as, as rural teams are teams in smaller markets so and it probably has plateaued in terms of ratings and viewership just because there's so many places and options for people to watch. Unless you have a really compelling story, casual fans aren't going to tune in. And, and casual fans are probably a little tired of Alabama and certainly tired of, you know, two, two SEC teams. I mean, I'm, they're the two best teams. God bless them play. Yeah, I think it, this was one of those cases where this truly was the four best teams down to the two best teams. And, and they – you know, and, and I really think in a lot of ways, the best team in the country won. I don't think this was one of those years where, you know, Alabama comes in and relatively steals it. Not that Alabama has to really do a lot of heavy lifting in the stealing. Yeah, I just, I was thinking about that. I, I just think it's a weird argument to make. Like, like what else are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, yep. get better. <laughs> I know that's a lazy, I know that's a lazy answer. And I know that that's, that's what it is. Um, oh, wow. Just as we're sitting here talking, Noah Kane is going to go to LSU. Interesting. Good for him. 
he's mm-hmm. from down there that way, yep. isn't he? That's um, my, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I, I, I kind of think it's just like a get better thing. Like, that's, that's all I really have to say about it. Um, I guess that probably goes for Penn state too. <laughs> that is the truth. All right. So let's discuss two things. We're running. We're, we're talking a lot today. Busy day. Um, all right. So the Steelers have a very interesting game and they win. And the Jaguars beat the Colts. And all week long, I said, I don't care what happens. I kind of want to see a tie. I, I started to regret those words just a little bit. But then as far as I thought about it, I really kind of wanted to secretly see a tie because I thought it would just make the world explode. I didn't think it was going to actually happen. I fell asleep during that game as well because the score, much like Mike Tomlin said, was was by 15 or 12 or some random number. And I was like, well, the math here is very hard. And, and, and I, I don't think that this really makes sense. This is an easy way to come back. And so again, guess what happens? I wake up and Justin Herbert throws a touchdown pass to tie the game at the end of the game, basically. Um, and then we start, and then I start thinking, as I've been thinking the whole game, like, what if this goes to overtime? At this point, to me, I was like, "What's the incentive to play out the rest of this game? Why not just take knees? Really, what like what is the reason to do it? Yes, you don't have to go play Kansas City, but on the flip side, you're still in if you get you know like you're you're at least in the dance. Like you, much like people are saying with the Steelers, this this doesn't really matter. They're in. They have a chance. They have a shot. It doesn't. The shot might be small, but they still have a shot. Yeah. And then, and then, hold on, Steve. Sorry, I didn't cut you off. My power goes out with three minutes left, and it it, it goes out and it goes out for maybe like thirty seconds, ten seconds. We'll say comes back on. Felt like a year, but all of our everything is kind of sort of run through the internet, even though we don't have, we have regular cable. So it takes a minute for the cable box to reboot, takes a minute for the Wi-Fi to reboot. And I come back right before that timeout is called. I'm following on Twitter and I'm like, they're going to tie. That's what they're going to do. They're going to tie. Then they go and kick a field goal. Do you think that that game was going to be played out as a tie before that field goal? Well, I had to like, do the the forensic stuff afterward because I gave up at 15. It's 15 points. There's no way they should blow this lead. Mm-hmm. Like, screw it. Then I get back to the bedroom and I have the YouTube TV on the phone. I'm like, well, they just scored. Now it's just a touchdown. And it, um, well, it's late. Screw it. They still can't screw this up. So I woke up and found out they had screw, screwed it up. And as I'm reading through the stuff and the, and the, the timeout and whatever else, yeah, that would have been stressful because I'd have thought they were going to screw it. I thought they was going to end up, before the timeout, I thought there was a pretty good chance from what I was reading and, and putting it back together that it could end up tie and, and only in the NFL, right? Like it's just those kind of stories. You just, it would have been wonderful. I mean, it would suck as a Steelers fan, but it would have been just, I would have most... again, I said, I, I had no problem with them tying because I'm getting very animated about this. I had no problem with them tying because you're in the dance like that. They're like, why? Oh, no, I think from their perspectives, get in exactly. Yeah. Like, if, I would have had no problems if they both would have just taken knees and punted on fourth down and took knees and punted on fourth down all, all game long. 
It, yeah, and it would have been the most Steelers thing ever. Like I texted you when Jacksonville was winning and the Steelers were losing during the day. I'm like, this is the most Steelers oh, thing yeah, ever. Oh, yeah, 100%. For them to be struggling in Jacksonville to be yeah. kicking tail. 100%. The weird thing about it was, and I don't know if you caught this on the broadcast, Al Michaels was very quick to like brush off all of this talk. Like the whole game, every time it came up, he was like, ah, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That's not my Al Michaels impersonation, but he kept saying, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and like, he never took it seriously that it could happen pretty much until that time out when, they were, when you could kind of tell Michaels and Collins were kind of almost like look at each other and we're like, did he just really take that time out? Right. To me, I, I was kind of disappointed in now Michaels. I know this is our sports media perspective of, on it. Take it seriously. Because again, like, at the end of the day, like this is a billion dollar industry, multi-billion dollar industry. And there's a lot of money on the line for those two franchises. If they make the playoff, the playoff. Yes. One of them gets, might not necessarily get a home game, but you still get some revenue from it. You're still going to get all the merchandise revenue from, you know, 2022 playoff enter it hoodies and t-shirts and, and all of that jazz. And hell you still, especially, especially, in a weird year where on the last day of the, le- the season, the Colts lose to the Jags, anything could happen and you could walk in and, and pretty much take it, especially on the AFC side, maybe on, not on the NFC side. To me, it was, it was just very bizarre that Al Michaels, who I don't think he really ever slips up, messes up or whatever's was kind of just, missing the boat there and, and who knows I don't, I don't know why but it was it was very bizarre to me yeah it just felt like the speculation which was honest and real was beneath him you yeah know? And, and, and he wanted to validate the competition part of the, the on-field competition and I think that's fair I don't think from the start of the game anybody was playing for a tie but I think once you get into overtime and you've had a couple possessions and especially then when you're now where they're at what's the upside I mean you know at that point the, the, the Chargers should have been doing everything and everything they could to make sure it, it ended up in a tie, right? Which is why the, the timeout was so bizarre, even though he was supposedly sub, substituting to get a better run defense on there, and then the guy pops off a decent run. But yeah, I don't, I don't, it just felt beneath him. It felt like he was trying to, like, if there was any kind of conspiracy or, or, or whiff of, of, of collusion, that that was going to hurt the league. And I, I got to tell you, this would have been, it would have been a great story if they'd have tied and both made the playoffs and knocked out a storied franchise. And it would have been even better if the Raiders, if somebody in the Raiders would have said, you know what, remember the steel, how much we hate the Steelers. We took the needed to, to put it to them. Yeah. Sorry. Like, here we go. Like, welcome to the Chargers, you know? So, yeah. All right. That's all I wanted to say about that. I have one question about the playoffs. Yes. Is it a tournament? Like, it seems like that nomenclature has changed in the past decade with the success of the NCAA tournament. Everybody wants to refer to brackets and tournaments because the NCAA tournament has done so much. I think I've heard the play NFL playoffs called a tournament more in the past 10 years than I did in the previous 30. It was just the playoffs. Now they call it the tournament. You got a chance if you get in. And I, and I think that's accurate, but I don't think of it myself as a tournament. I'm just curious. Huh. This feels like a very philosophical question. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Um, we can we can ignore it, but it just it's just no, one that's of those a, things no, that, that, I, you know, that I hear. It is interesting because I think Mike Tomlin called it that the other day. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Kind of like that. That's kind of kind of clever. 
I don't know if I said it there earlier, but like I said, I think it's, I get, I mean, this is like, is a, is a square, a rectangle is a rectangle, a square type yeah, thing. Know. Like, you know, I'll leave it alone. I just, it's, listeners can think about it. It is, it is way too late in the podcast for us to start. Having well, then I'll, then I'll go old guy, young guy with easy stuff. These are okay. yes or no's. Okay. Yes or no's. I was going to have a quiz. I just didn't get a chance to get to it. Okay. These are kind of like, have you ever done this? Okay. Like, so this is probably going to be your childhood or maybe adulthood. And the reason I did this is the, the Pennsylvania farm show is this week in Pennsylvania. So I think about things people do in the state. It's not on the list, but so here's my list. Love, love, love me a farm show milkshake. Oh, see, then they, so you've been to farm show. Yes. Okay. Plenty that would have been on the list, but I took it off then now. So roller skating. Yes. Uh, Sir skate in Altoona it was my young youth was still okay. open before galactic ice. A circus. Yes. Even though I'm afraid of clowns. Okay. Um, amusement park is probably <laughs> yes because you got a bunch of them right oh yeah got altoona you got bland's park yep. aka del grosso's hershey okay. park i haven't been any of the northeastern pa ones like the canobles and is it dorney dorney's allen allentown there's another one i think it's um, what about kennywood in pittsburgh oh been to kennywood yeah okay Kennywood's a great time uh drive-in movie yes and only a couple times uh up in Patton, as the people say. Um, and there's another one somewhere on the central PA part of the state. Okay. Fireworks show. Yeah. Obviously, yes. I'm yeah. just I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not just dis- I'm not dismissing these are just these are just okay. my Americana okay. young person pa- list of parades, okay. right? Obviously. Well, parades, yes. Parades, well, okay. I mean, the are we afraid of anything in the parade? We're afraid of the clowns. Uh, we're afraid? afraid of the clowns. Yeah, the clowns. Okay. The at the Altoona Jaffa Shriners clowns would oh, come yeah. in the parades. Then like come right up to you, terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Still to this day, terrified of those clowns. What about flying monkeys? What are flying monkeys? Like, so the Wizard of Oz. See, like people. Oh, I hated the flying monkeys. Yeah, okay, they were terrifying. Talking. Yeah, Susan tells me those are not scary, and the girls tell me those are not scary. I think those are the scariest thing I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, no, those those are terrifying. Absolutely okay. terrifying. The zoo. I've been to the Pittsburgh Zoo. Okay. I haven't been to. That's the only zoo. It's actually not true. There's a there's a, a abandoned zoo in Crescent. Okay, you have to look that one up. Um, we went there. That's like a high school thing you do. Okay, I will. That's cool. So there's two left. Firemen's carnivals. Type deal, little festivals. Not necessarily firemen's carnivals, but the church ones. Okay, that all counts. Church bazaar, firemen's carnival, all the same animal in my world, and like a demolition derby thing. Never been to a demolition derby that I at least remember. Okay. Um, there is one here in Frederick, and I've I've always kind of wanted to go to it at the. They have a we have county fairs are more more of a thing in Maryland. I've noticed. Yep. Than they are in Pennsylvania because uh, there's not like a Blair County Fair or a, I guess there's the Grange Fair in Center County. Well, Huntington has one, and then there's the Bloomsburg Fair. Like that, uh, Blair may be one of the ones that few that doesn't have one actually. <laughs> South and West, it feels like it's not. Maybe North, North and Central is more. So, um, cool. Yeah. All right. That was a list. Just curious. Uh, I'll work your, on the quiz. What's your favorite go-to farm show food? Are you a milkshake guy? I got a milkshake like those. I like the bread and mushrooms too. Ooh, that's like an interesting one. 
I've only had those once. Um, I, I love, I am a sucker for like fresh cut French fries. Mm. Like, right. Like you just took the potato and you literally just sliced it up and threw it right in the, the grease in the grease. To me, that is the best part of the farm show. Um, I have to be careful when I go to the farm show because I apparently am allergic to some type of animal dander. And we went to the rodeo part, like the free mm-hmm. rodeo. And I literally like couldn't basically like almost had like an asthma attack because mm-hmm. I was sneezing so hard from all of the dander that gets kicked up in there. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. So not dog dander or anything that has to be. The no, it's, be I think it's like, I think it's legitimately like, this is weird. This is a really weird one. I'm allergic to deer antler. So I think it's maybe something related yeah. to those types of an- pseudo wild animals. Um, there you go. Yeah. But little learning. Easter egg nuggets of information at the end of the podcast. I'm glad Learn. for the people that listened this far. <laughs> learning so much. Uh, learning so much. All right. Um, I don't really have anything else. You have anything else? Nope. Okay. That's good. Um, well, I'll probably be back next week. Um but in the meantime, you can like and subscribe to us on all the podcasting services. Um, we do appreciate if you were to hold on here. Let me pull it up on my um, on the podcast on the Spotify. You can it looks like you can now rate and, and kind of give like a thumbs up five star type thing. We'd appreciate it there. We get most of the people that listen to this podcast, listen to it on Spotify. Um, so we do appreciate that. Um, you know, just appreciate you just listening to this podcast really in general. Um, other than that, um, you can follow us on Twitter at Stuff Summers Says and Steve's handle is at Steve Sampson. I messed that part up this week. And we have an email. It is stuff says podcast at gmail.com. Other than that, enjoy your your three-day weekend of football. We've got that's true. Which I think we should discuss that Monday night game. I, I, I'm interested to see how that goes next week. See, so we got the first thing done for the list next week. That's great. So. All right. I'll talk to you later. See you.